Truth Espresso, episode 237. Face it, we all would rather sleep in this morning. <sighs> That's why God gave us espresso to kickstart our zombified corpses into hyperdrive. And now, giving your mind and soul the morning shot of truth it craves. This is Truth Espresso with Daniel Minnick. Hello there, this is Daniel Minnick. Welcome all friends, family, foes, and lurkers alike to an episode of Truth Espresso. And as of this airing of this episode, it is the day after Mother's Day, and so we want to celebrate all you hardworking and loving mothers out there with some scriptures and some recent events that we have experienced demonstrating God's design for mothers and when they demonstrate the love and the strength that God has given them in uh, the role of mothers despite all of the odds and all of the obstacles that get in their way. God has designed women to fulfill a role that realizes that caring for children, caring for the household can be something that will happen no matter what. Throw everything you can at them. They will fight to the end to make sure to care for children. And so here to discuss uh, the strength and love of mothers is a mother herself, which is my sweet, beautiful wife and co-host, Chelsea. Thank you for doing this with me, sweetheart. Thanks for including me on this. (laughs) Yeah, and I think our story that we're going to talk about includes you. You know, basically you're one of the two examples that I want to talk about. (laughs) (laughs) Demonstrating the strength and the love of mothers. So, before we get into those, do you have an example of or like a memory of your mom or your grandma that really spoke to you about their strength or their love? If I think the way my mom was when I was a child and my brother, my twin brother, John was a child, it was my mother especially who would make sure that our lives were fulfilling as children, like making sure that we went on adventures, we went places, we did things together, we tried to have fun, and she would demonstrate the resolve, the work, and the energy to make sure that we would go out and do things. So, you know, like, hey, let's go shopping together, and after, like, shopping let's go out to eat or something let's go walk around in the mall she would take us to martial arts classes like sometimes even i would be worn out and just feel tired to do that but she would put the energy in like come on let's go let's do this you know you'll be happier and the better for it if you go do this and let's find something fun to do afterwards and so yeah that was my mom one who would as necessary and as a nurse work double shifts sometimes work 24 hour shifts and still make sure things got done that's awesome Mm -hmm. (laughs) thanks for sharing (laughs) (laughs) and what about you sweetheart Yeah, I think the one word that stands out for me with my mom was endurance. Trusting in God and enduring through 
like you said, whatever is thrown at you, whether it be strife in a marriage or conflict in a church or sick kids, I mean, all sorts of stuff, cars breaking down in the middle of the road, there's always just that calmness and just that endurance through it. You never saw it. She wouldn't give up or be like, okay, I've had enough. (laughs) Which I think now being a mom is like, wow, that took a lot of strength. And you know that that kind of strength, like you said, only comes from God. And that's what God wants for moms to have is to trust in him. And he gives you the strength to endure, to go through things. And I think that's something that's really beautiful that we see in a lot of mothers that we encounter and I mean, even our grandmas, like I know both of our grandmas probably came through some tough times growing up during an unstable economy or different things like that. And we can see that they endured and I love your grandma. She's so sweet. (laughs) Like her faith and her commitment to pray for people is something that I think is very encouraging. And I love that about your grandma. (laughs) Yeah. My grandma was someone who was definitely, you know, a good mother to my mom who would just tireless resolve and kind of that quiet strength. You know, she's not like the strong extra extrovert type, but she has that quiet strength and, you know, she would work most of her life like she would work she didn't think about retiring really she would work until she could no longer work that's just the kind of person she was and when it's more difficult for her to do things you know at this point one of the things she has a hard time with is not being able to just work (laughs) and do things for other people she was one of the most generous people I knew, you know, I think of the Macedonians, she's not someone who has a lot, but she gives a lot. (laughs) Mm -hmm. She could be struggling herself, but then she'll just give what you don't think she even has, and she will give it to people. She perceives that they have a need. So now we want to get into some actual recent experiences we've had that really highlights the strength and love of mothers, and it has to do with your kind of work, sweetheart. So we've mentioned sometimes that you run a women's health clinic, and we've had several clients who would be single mothers in difficult situations, and sometimes these difficult situations with single mothers can be challenging for them if they don't have that support, especially they don't have a spouse, a man who will commit to them, then they find themselves having to perform the role basically of both parents and not having as much, as I said, support, as much finance, as much time needed to make things happen. And society's pressures today can really drive some women to consider against what God has designed that women carry their children in them and they birth them. There's that closeness, but society wants to convince women that their greatest right and the greatest convenience for them is to just terminate pregnancies. But thanks to you, sweetheart, you can demonstrate support for some of these women in need and help them without in any way telling them, oh, you can't do this, but through your actions, 
friends, through your support, through your kindness, lead these women away from considering abortion as an option and helping them to realize, I can do this. And one of the ways, if you want to talk about this, sweetheart, one of the ways recently, an event that you put on for some of your clients here. Yeah, thanks for the (laughs) nice introduction. (laughs) But yeah, I think you're true. There's so much pressure in our culture on these poor women. And I mean, honestly, I think that it's affecting women who are married too. that there's just so much pressure on women to act a certain way and be equal to men. And they have to do the same things that men do. They have to make the same income that men do. Like there's so much pressure on women and we're not designed to be like that. God designed men and women differently for a reason. Like men are the ones that can go out and work hard and it doesn't drain them emotionally like it does a woman. And women can bear children and care for their children all day, whereas some men are like, oh, wow, that would exhaust me after one hour. Like, there's just a difference there. And that's a good thing because that's how God made us. So I think, like you said, babe, with our ministry at the clinic here is that we want to just kind of come beside these women and encourage them on this journey of motherhood and kind of being their cheerleader because they just need that extra support when everyone else around them are saying, you can't do this, you shouldn't do this. What are you thinking? They keep getting all these negative voices thrown at them and we're trying to help them say, okay, Take a step back and look at this. God made you to carry children. He's going to provide for you in that. And sometimes it takes the body of Christ to come beside these women and help provide that for them. And that's kind of what we were doing with, we call it community baby shower. We just didn't extend it quite to the entire community yet because this was our first time doing it. We're kind of doing a little test here, I guess, (laughs) and So we had four women that were supposed to come. One wasn't able to make it because she just had her baby, which was awesome. But we did have three ladies come to this event. And we didn't limit it to just single moms because I think, again, like all moms just need that extra encouragement and support. And I think when you have that variety of moms in that place, that they can learn from each other as well. I think when it's all single moms that it's kind of this who do you look up to kind of thing like Mm. we're all in the same boat but when you have that mixture you can kind of be like oh wow look this person did it or oh look at I can come beside this lady and mentor her and I don't know I just think that it makes a good variety there so we base the baby shower and this idea off of a group located in Texas called Embrace Grace and we'll put their website in the comments for the the show notes for the episode yeah and we arranged with our church to host this event at the church and you know several church members and some of your family helped out there too and friends also yeah so i think we had there were about four ch- different churches that came together to host this event and again it, we didn't promote it as much as we could have I mean, we were just trying to, again, keep it a little bit more small just to see how this goes. But it was amazing to see just the help that came in and the excitement that 
these women from other churches had to help. We had ladies come in and help make diaper cakes and they have never made a diaper cake before. <laughs> and so it was fun. It was like letting them be creative. And we had women help do the ladies hair and makeup. And my good friend from up north, she came down and did photography with her daughter to take these beautiful pictures for these moms so, so they could have this memory. And there's just such that team effort of women, Christian women coming together and just loving on these girls and encouraging them. And the theme of it was perfectly loved based on Rachel Lampa's song called Perfectly Loved. And that song's just so yeah. nice. Like it helps you feel like and this was like my mom was the guest speaker for this one. And I loved the one point that she made in there because I think most people and definitely moms can relate to this that we don't have to be perfect. And yeah. we expect that of ourselves yeah. so often. But it's because of God being perfect and his perfect love that we can do things like we can love our children. We can love our husbands. We can do stuff because of his perfect love. And it's not based on what we do and if we're perfect or not. Yeah. From the pictures and stuff they took, it looked like a pretty nice event. Pretty fancy there. There's some good food and you and other women helped decorate it. So, yeah, it looked like a pretty fancy event there. So I know that the three single moms who attended there felt very honored, very loved. This was something that early on they thought maybe can i do this like i don't know maybe i shouldn't be pregnant right now you know i don't have the support you know i don't have the love but then they come invite them to this event that you put together and they're like the stars of the show they played some games and basically got to go home with some pretty nice stuff more than you might often get at a baby shower i think <laughs> yeah i we had enough car seats for each woman to have a brand new car seat. We had pack and plays and diapers and Moby wraps. And yeah, it was a lot of stuff that they had. <laughs> it was amazing to see how generous people were to come in and just love on these women. And then also they got to hear the gospel mm, presented yes. to them too. So that's our hope and prayer that through this and just seeing God's love poured out to them that this would ultimately bring them to know Christ as their Savior. So that's our goal in that. Yeah, I know you do even a good job when they come to the clinic and you care for them there too and give a lot of free medical care for them. You've also given them like free stuff <laughs> and then invite them to this perfectly loved baby shower and they got pounded with stuff. <laughs> Showered, Showered with stuff. With stuff. <laughs> it's called a baby shower. Yes. yes. <laughs> and then they messaged you like afterwards talking about like, whoa, we're so overwhelmed. Thank you so much. I never felt so honored. Like I didn't think I could do this, but now after this baby shower, I feel like, yes, I can do this. And I think that's so wonderful. Mm -hmm. So some of these women have different situations and different backgrounds. And I think one of them, it was her first child. And then one of them had several children already. <laughs> so she found herself in what seemed like a very difficult situation. So she's expecting when she already has quite a few kids at home and 
as a single mom and so she's studying to get like an advanced degree. Other than that, right now, she didn't really have like a highly professional job at the time. Yeah. So I'll kind of explain a little bit about this lady. <laughs> I think she's one of those moms that you could say has that strength of a mother. Mm, yeah. Because you see her situation with, like you said, having multiple kids, being in school, she was working part-time, and she's pregnant now, trying to figure out what to do and what path to go with this. And she chose to continue her pregnancy, which shows a lot of strength just with that part of it. And she's continued through her pregnancy, and thankfully her pregnancy has been pretty good. Like, there haven't been any major pregnancy symptoms that you can get and... I know she's mentioned that that was a blessing and I think she does an awesome job of just trying to handle everything mm -hmm. <laughs> like a job and kids and school and being pregnant like that is so much that's very overwhelming and she's still looking at this as a positive thing as a blessing and continues moving forward. And unfortunately, the day before the baby shower, when she came to the baby shower, she had mentioned to me that she had just got let go at her job. She had to limit the type of work she was doing for her pregnancy. And so her job let her go. And I was like, oh, man, yeah. that's going to be rough because you're in school studying hard. And yet now you don't have a job to bring income in. And thankfully, she was in a place where her main concern was going to be gas. Mm -hmm. And so it's like, okay, I know we have a lot of people that have been donating some gift cards and some cash. So let me pull together what I have. So I text her a few days later and I was like, okay, I have some gift cards I can send your way and a little bit of cash to help with gas. And she replied back, don't worry about sending that. I won't need gas money. My car was just totaled. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, no. <laughs> Unfortunately, it wasn't a car accident, thankfully. But her engine just gave out. Yeah. And so she was without a car. Take a very difficult situation. And it seemed like one thing after another to make life as difficult as possible. Like it seems like the slings and arrows of Satan, <laughs> you know, basically trying to discourage her. And hey, maybe there are other options for you that don't involve continuing your pregnancy here. We're going to make this as inconvenient and as seemingly implausible to carry on as possible. And so lost her job, lost her car, but needs transportation to go to her classes. And basically it's very strict with her trying to finish up her degree. She has a like a job lined up later on, months later, but if she stops, pauses in any way this program, then okay, she could lose everything there. And yet transportation is absolutely necessary for this situation here. Yeah, in situations like this, I think it's the part that frustrates me. And I know we've briefly mentioned this before, but... If someone was going to seek out an abortion, there are so many grants and vouchers and all sorts of things to get you an airline ticket and a bus ride and food and hotel, like so many things that they'll help you with to get an abortion. But then if a mom is carrying her baby and wanting to parent, then 
there's hardly anything out there that is helpful. Yeah. I mean, there are pregnancy centers. They help with stuff, but not to the extent <laughs> that there is for abortion. The support for having children is a very grassroots type of thing with people having to be generous with their own livelihoods to give toward and help out where it's like the support for getting abortion. It's like, you know, the companies and the government's going to pay for free abortions, free hotels, free flights. Because we want you to keep working without any interruptions here. You know, we want you to continue to be the cog in our machine. And so, you know, that's the greatest thing for you and the greatest thing for us. And and not thinking about the next generation and life, the value of life. So, yes, abortion is becoming more and more the easier option financially and socially. And caring for life, it's basically like... Oh, good luck with that. That's where I think you and I, like our hearts kind of went out for this lady because we're like, we see how hard she's trying to make the right decisions and work to provide for her family and to make a good life for them and to love her children. And then when these bumps get thrown at her, she doesn't get discouraged. Like we saw her earlier today and she's like, you know, I keep trying to look at the positive side of these and it's like, okay, what other person would (laughs) do that? Most people would be like, oh, I lost my job. Now let me go be depressed somewhere and give up. And she isn't doing that. And I think that's one thing where we saw like, okay, well, there's that strength side of her being a mother and wanting to continue and try to be the best mother she can to her children. Hi, I'm Sharon Wilharm, host of All God's Women podcast and internationally syndicated radio show. I'd love to invite you to join me as we bring to life the stories of women in the Bible and discover their relevance for our lives today. Listen at allgodswomen.com, your favorite podcast platform, or at christianpodcastcommunity.org. That lack of transportation that is absolutely necessary for her at this point, you know, like we're trying to figure out how can we help her? What are some of the options we're trying to research, reach out? Does anyone know, anyone have a vehicle they can lend her because she really needs it? It's like the clock is ticking on her situation here. And if she can't miss classes, she really could lose everything in that situation. She only has a few months left of her classes until she graduates. And we're like, oh, there has to be something out there. And everywhere we turn, it just felt like okay no luck here (laughs) there's a group that's called cars for single moms and i was like oh this is perfect well they aren't taking any more applications for moms that need cars (laughs) there's a long waiting list basically yeah (laughs) yeah i remember looking at other ones it seemed like the same situation so I know you're talking with me about that a few days ago and kind of like came up with an idea. <laughs> so basically you told me, hey, like, why don't we just give her the title to one of our vehicles? We had a minivan because we have kids. We need a vehicle like that. And it's like, I first hear that and I'm thinking like, 
okay, are you serious? <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> like you're kind of just throwing out an idea like that. And I'm like thinking about it. And is there any way that there's something better than that? Because it's like, okay, we have two vehicles and we need both of them. And, and I'm trying to think like, how do we manage to handle different things in our daily routines what if I have to be somewhere and you have to be somewhere? How can we do that with just the one vehicle? I'm kind of tortured in my mind trying to think about that. But after several hours of thinking about it and, you know, you're kind of expressing just how dire her situation is. And then finally I had to come to grips and think about what am I clinging on to here? She's a person. She's a human being. She has a real situation. This this isn't like make-believe stuff here. This isn't a movie. This is serious. And if we don't think of something here, you know, the clock was ticking. So then I finally said, yes, let's do it. <laughs> and I was thinking about a verse that was kind of haunting me, which made me think like, okay, let's do it. And that was Luke 3, verses 10 through 11, where it says, and the people this is referring to John the Baptist. And the people asked him, saying, What shall we do then? He answered and saith unto them, He that hath two coats, let him impart to him that hath none. And he that hath meat, let him do likewise. And so kind of replacing the coats with cars, like, okay, we have two vehicles. She has none. She has need of this in a way that we can't even understand through our own experience. So like, hey, who am I to think I have this pressing need greater than her own that I have to cling tenaciously to a second vehicle here? And like, there's a way to make do with this. And there's a way for us even to get another vehicle if we need it, because she's in a situation where she lost her job. She doesn't have the money to get one. She can't qualify for a loan to get one. Like, <laughs> what is she going to do? And, and I'm thinking like, God has blessed us. We're not the wealthiest people in the world here. We have our problems, but we can make it. She needs help here. And so, Yes, we both agreed that we can give our van to this woman so that she can do what she needs to do. She can finish her classes. She can run errands. She can do laundry. She can get groceries. She can take care of her kids at home. Aww. <laughs> You're so sweet. I loved just the process of coming to that conclusion together, too, because I know you were kind of... I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. I just remember <laughs> you saying that you kind of felt bad that you were hesitant at first. And I was like, no, to me, I like that part of you that you like to think things through mm. and that you have that logic side of you. And this isn't something that we're just going to hastily jump into either. Like we do mm. have to think through this, pray through this and have a piece about it. And so to me, I like that process of it was like really neat to just kind of have those conversations with each other. And then eventually we talked to our kids about it too, because this affects them as well. Yeah. And we mentioned to them that this family is in need of this. And because they do have a larger family, their need is a little more specific too, because they would definitely need a minivan. Yeah. Whereas we could get by in your second car. <laughs> but when we were talking with our kids, we were talking about how just in general, our society is 
so consumed with the here and now, what makes me happy, what's the best next thing I can get. So we have people that have three (laughs) and four vehicles, they've got ATVs and boats and RV campers and timeshares. And so not criticizing people that have that. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) nothing wrong with having that as long as you have perspective. Yes. When our focus becomes on getting those and that we have to have those, I think that's where that affects our hearts towards other people and other people's needs. And like I was telling the kids, like those are kind of those things that we like to get. And I'm guilty of this too. There's things I like to get. And then you're like, okay, these are not eternal things. These are things that won't go to heaven with us. But what are things that are eternal? Mm -hmm. The souls of people. So if we can give this family our van and that can be a blessing to them, then our prayer is that hopefully we can share the gospel with them. Like their heart will be ready and open to hear that. And not only her, but her kids, they can come to know Christ as their savior. Like that's an eternal thing. And that's where I think that this whole situation was just such a blessing to me. Like just seeing how our family and our kids were like so excited and wanted to help give the van to them too. And And our kids would never even remember a time in their life without that van. So for them to be willing to give that up, it's like, whoa. And of course, this is to say, yeah, as you've mentioned, so we are, this wasn't done hastily and it wasn't like, oh, someone just said that they need something here, take it, take this. It's not like find someone on the street, like, oh, here's my vehicle. You know, like this specific case, this is someone that you, sweetheart, have gotten to know for a while, gotten to see your situation. And she's someone unlike almost everyone else has demonstrated that she has the traits, you know, even laid out in the Bible of a hardworking, caring mother. You know, even in the situation that she finds herself in, she has that. And in the situation that she's in, it's like, yeah, if we're going to give a vehicle to someone, it would be this person. So I think of as I got to meet her too. And as you have observed, I think, you know, like we could even look at some verses in Proverbs 31, even though it talks about this woman in Proverbs 31 having a husband. But some of these verses we could apply to this single mom, like for instance, Proverbs 31 verse 27, where it says, she looketh well to the ways of her household and eateth not the bread of idleness. And so, yes, I think that applies well to this mom here with all her children as we've talked with her today as of this recording that we gave her the van we knew that she's someone who will see things through you mentioned she had this positive attitude just like if i can just get over these obstacles you know i can see the end here and i'm going to do whatever it takes for my family for my children here and i don't know very many people who are willing to put the crazy work probably many sleepless nights exhausted exhausting days with the kind of uncertainty that she has like this woman. So that's the kind of person that I think John the Baptist would agree like, okay, this is the kind of person who is in need and has this character that, hey, if you have two coats, give a coat to this person. 
So one of the, ver- I mean, there are several verses talking about this, but I think the one that stood out the most to me is Isaiah one seventeen, where it says, learn to do right, seek justice, defend the oppressed, take up the cause of the fatherless, plead the case of the widow. Hmm. There's a lot of verses that talk about taking care of the fatherless, taking care of the widow and the people that don't have a voice. And I think that so many of the women that we serve are in these situations and each need is so different and unique. But like you said, they're like all human beings. They're all valuable. They're all loved. And that's one of my favorite parts of the clinic here and just this ministry is meeting these different women and seeing what their needs are and how we can best help meet those needs in a way that would point them to Christ. And I like that. I mean, some women, it's all they need is words of encouragement. And then they're like, wow, I can do this. <laughs> Other people, it might be food. We've given food away to families before too that don't have the money to buy food. And so I think each scenario is so different, but it doesn't make that person in the scenario less valuable or less cared for. I think that to me, that's kind of the aspect that this verse talks about. Like there's all these different situations and you address the needs of those situations, whether they're oppressed, whether they're fatherless, whether it's a widow, like Hmm. these are the different scenarios that we come beside them and help them through this. A lot of these verses, it's like we read and we could even preach them and not even think anything of it. Like it's almost like just, well, I think I have that mindset within me somewhere so I can say this, but how often do we actually find a way to do it? And James one twenty seven, where it says, Pure religion and undefiled before God the Father is this, to visit the fatherless and widows in their affliction, and to keep himself unspotted from the world. The word visit there doesn't just mean like show up, like knock on the door and say, hey, how are you doing? I'm here to chat. It means to tend to. And so that's what true Christian religion involves. And I know I was also thinking about 1 John three seventeen through 18, where it says, But whoso hath this world's good, and seeth his brother have need, and shutteth up his bowels of compassion from him, how dwelleth the love of God in him? My little children, let us not love in word, neither in tongue, but in deed and in truth. And I don't know how many times I've read that verse, but sometimes, you know, I always have to evaluate myself, like, do I do that? I'm someone who honor God with my lips a lot but and wonder, is my heart there? You know, someone who like, I will love in word and in tongue. I will say things a lot. Here's truth. This is what I believe. But then how many times have I found opportunities to love indeed? <laughs> Oh, yeah, that is a good verse. And I was thinking, too, that we probably should mention that this was not an easy thing (laughs) for us to do. I was just thinking, like, wow, when we're talking about this, it seems like, oh, 
this is the best decision, but it's oh, hard. Yeah. It's not like we have a third vehicle sitting that we just never use and never thought we would need it and just, oh yeah, here, take that. Hopefully it still runs kind of thing. You know, this was a vehicle we use every week. Yeah. And I mean, it's scary. Like you <laughs> said, like, okay, what if something comes up and we don't have that vehicle and then you have like attachment to it because we've had it for 10 and a half years. Yeah. <laughs> There's like so many different aspects that come with that. And I think that that's where with decisions like this, it's so important to wait and listen for that peace. And I love that you had that verse come to mind from Oh, Luke there. Luke, yeah. yeah. Because that exact same verse was on my mind with that too. <laughs> and so it was just cool to see that, okay, God gave us both a piece and he brought that verse both to our minds. And we didn't even know it until you were <laughs> putting it in the notes here tonight. I was like, oh, I was thinking of that same verse. So. Yeah. I think that even in scary, unknown waters, that God can still calm them and he can give you that peace. And like, I mean, our prayer as a couple, as a family, is that we can trust in God, like what this next step is going to be. Like, this is a huge step of faith for us. And neither of us like to do things like this. <laughs> like, we both like to have as many knowns as possible. Oh, yeah, yeah <laughs> so. I'm, I'm someone, I don't know if it's my personality type, but I really struggle with unknowns. And it's kind of like my personality type is called the architect because I always want to build some kind of life structure that in some ways is self-maintaining. Like, there's a state of it runs itself and I've built it to do this and then I can build upon that and automate more stuff and I've got those bases covered so I can just think about well what's next beyond that so it could be hard for me to think of like well how do I do this that I normally would do before certain things should always be a given but talking about that van there, it's like that van was what you would use more often than I would. That's kind of the mother van, <laughs> the van that the mother uses and the kids more often as I'm using the other vehicle for work. So I didn't use it as often. And so it's probably more difficult for you to be hard because you would depend on it more and you would use it more. So that's kind of what I, what I mentioned earlier in the episode about two mothers <laughs> that I think demonstrate the love and strength here. You know, of course, I meant the mom that we gave the vehicle to, you know, who's in the situations because of the love and strength that she had, but also like the love and strength of you as a mother <laughs> to think about and give this van to this mother here. And so, yeah. <laughs> Aww, you're going to make me cry. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> so sweet. <laughs> so when I think of, hopefully I can stop crying. <laughs> when I think of the strength of mothers, you just think of Proverbs thirty-one. Yeah. When you think of mothers, so Proverbs thirty-one twenty-five, it says, "Strength and honor are her clothing, and she shall rejoice in time to come." Also, earlier in Proverbs 31 and verse 17, it says, She girdeth her loins with strength and strengtheneth her arms. 
So I think it's just an interesting picture. A lot of times you don't think of women as strength or strong. <laughs> you think of yeah. them as like meek and mild or petite or I don't know. But I think that ditzy. <laughs> <laughs> oh my! <laughs> no, I mean, no, I mean, look, I mean, I've been in environments where that was the certain type of philosophy of Christianity where women are supposed to be just cute and ditzy (laughs) (laughs) and not like, wait a minute, what about Proverbs 31? She girds up in strength with her arms and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. But I love that picture because oftentimes I think that when we picture in Ephesians putting on the whole armor of God, it's a type of strength that God is giving you. Mm. It's not a strength that like you do on your own. Mm. Like, okay, if I pull enough weeds or I vacuum the house enough, I'm going to strengthen my arms. (laughs) But no, it's a deeper level of strength and honor. It's a strength of your spirit Mm. and being able to endure these different things that come our way and dealing with bratty kids all day or maybe I shouldn't use bratty (laughs) kids. (laughs) Dealing with temper tantrums all day and things like that. You need that strength to endure those long days like that and I think that it's not this big, buff, muscular woman (laughs) type of picture, but just this strong inner part of a woman where it's, yes, she can withhold or withstand. It's a strength of heart and mind, as I remember reading John Gill's commentary on the verse there. So it's like, yeah, and it can result in women doing physical labor and kind of as a result strengthening, but it's strength of mind and heart that realizes something needs to be done i'm going to do it for the sake of my family so i'll tell you a funny story right (laughs) quick that just came to mind about strength okay so we're getting ready for the baby shower and the morning of me and three of our kids go over with our van (laughs) to pick up three round tables that i rented for this event because our church had some and we just needed a few extra So I go over to the place to pick them up and my oldest son was helping me roll them down the driveway and I go to lift them in the back of the van and they won't fit. There was like this little trim piece on the van that makes it just enough to where it won't fit in the back. I'm like, oh boy, this will be interesting. So I'm like, maybe we can get in the side door. Nope, that's not going to fit. Like, okay. We have these like rack things on the roof of our van. (laughs) I'm like, okay, I'm going to heave these up on top of our van. So I get all three tables up there. And they're not light mm, tables. Yeah. Um, and then I'm like, okay, how do we keep them from sliding? What do we have in the van? <laughs> Thankfully, you had put the big black trash bags of some balloons that we were bringing to the party in there. So we dumped the balloons out in the back of the van. And I used the trash bags to tie the tables to the van. <laughs> Thankfully, the rental place was, I mean, it was probably less than a mile away from the church, but it took us probably 20 minutes (laughs) to get there because I was going so slow. I'm like, if I hit the wrong like angle or anything, I don't want the tables to go sliding off and crashing. So Mm. thankfully, the trash bags held. And we made it to the church and got the tables <laughs> off. Yeah. But yeah, and people were just teasing me about that later. They're like, we want to see Chelsea lift those big tables on top of her van. Because <laughs> they are not very yeah. heavy. 
or, I mean, they're not very light. Yeah. So, <laughs> so yeah. good job, babe. So <laughs> demonstrating the strength of mothers there, you know, <laughs> the strength of mind that results in, whoa, I, I did that. You know? Determination. <laughs> yes, determination. <laughs> and then also a verse about the love of mothers. So Isaiah forty nine fifteen says, can a woman forget her suckling child that she should not have compassion on the son of her womb? Yea, they may forget, yet will I not forget thee? So God's telling Israel here, like, it's absurd even to think that a woman would forget her child. She has that, but even more so than that, hypothetically, even if they forget, I mean, some do, but of course, you know, it's kind of giving as much as inconceivable that is, I will not do that. And the love of a mother is that she will have compassion on the children of her womb and that's what drives women like you know the one that we helped and you sweetheart (laughs) will do anything as long as it takes as hard as it is trying to see the light at the end of the tunnel we'll see it through i will have compassion on the children of my womb because i want to make sure that they will grow up to be servants of god Thank you, sweetheart, for talking about Mother's Day, uh, this Mother's Day message. And mm-hmm. we hope that the events that we narrated, the verses to illustrate, will en- encourage you to think about how God has designed women to be mothers and mothers to be strong and loving and how to look for opportunities to be a blessing to people, even in ways where it might not seem conceivable that you can be to demonstrate what the Bible describes about Christianity. And so thank you for listening to this episode of Truth Espresso and stay tuned for the next episode and God bless. Thank you for waking up with Truth Espresso. Good morning and God bless your day. Hey friends, Daniel Minnick here again. If you liked waking up to this episode of Truth Espresso, I would really appreciate it if you would rate it on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or whatever application you use to listen to Truth Espresso. 